Welcome to Big League Dreaming, the podcast, a show about fulfilling your dreams and taking it to the next level. Whether it's baseball or life, we all just want to get better, better as players, coaches, and teammates. Our mantra, life is built on dreams. Ever since I was a kid, oh yeah, I was Big League Dream, I was Big League Dream, for as long as I live, always, I'm Big League Dream. I never got to bat in the major leagues. I'd have liked to have that chance just once, to stand down a Big League pitcher. Make him think you know something he does. Chance to squint at a sky so blue that it hurts your eyes just to look at. To feel the tingle in your arm as you connect with the ball. To run the bases, start your double into a triple, and flop face first. Wrap your arms around the bag. That's my wish, Rick and Silla. On today's podcast, you meet us, the Gonzalez family from Comstock Park, Michigan. I'm John Gonzalez, a longtime baseball fan and former coach who has worked with players of all ages, from T-ball to the collegiate level. And I have three sons, Zach, Ty, and Zane, who all played collegiately and pursued their own big league dreams. What can you expect from this podcast? Well, we'll interview current and former players as well as coaches and instructors, and we'll dive deep on topics such as the MLB draft or how the college game is changing. Think of this as a dinner conversation with our family. First, you'll hear from Zach, who is based in Charlotte, North Carolina. He is my oldest son, who works full-time in admissions at a local college, but he still finds time to work part-time in minor league baseball. Me, I'm just a dad who hopes this podcast brings you a little inspiration to follow your big league dreams. Now, let's get to the show. All right, Zach, good to see you, man. How you been? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic now that uh, the uh, minor league season is getting started officially. I'm excited about baseball because they, you know, they had their whole year off, as you know, last year, they didn't get a chance to play. So it's exciting for minor league baseball. I know a majority of the guys didn't play at all. And it's really weird this year seeing guys make their major league debut and the, and the commentators on TV are saying, yeah, this guy didn't even throw at all last year. He was <laughs> in a double a guy who didn't pitch one inning and here he is making his major league debut. Last time he threw a, in a real game was 2019. It's just weird. Yeah, it's going to be a weird, uh, a weird year. 20, 2021 will be a, a weird year for the minors. So I'm excited for uh, for minor league baseball at all levels too. Because I know there was talk early on that the AAA might start early, but it looks like everyone is going to start. And then of course the realignment, right? Or what are, they, what are you calling it? The uh, scale down or the fewer teams, right? Yeah, the shuffle is definitely interesting. Um, everybody's trying to figure out, get a good grasp around what leagues are out there what are they called all the names are different the independent leagues are gone and they're renamed so um it's going to take some getting used to but i think it's a good long-term plan that major league baseball has put together for themselves yeah it's something they've been talking about for a while but hey um so kind of fitting for the podcast here i'm excited to, to do this with with all three of you guys um let's uh, talk run down you're the you're the oldest son son number one yeah uh you know um let's talk a little bit about your baseball playing career um yeah knowing you from day one <laughs> the moment <laughs> you were born um I, I can't remember a day that you weren't passionate about baseball or that you know that wasn't a big part of your life growing up yeah I mean it was just something that I gravitated towards very young and I just always was always doing baseball in, in some way at all times. Um, and I felt like it was something that I was pretty naturally good at right away. So that's probably why I took such a, a liking toward it. Um, 
but I, I do remember I was probably 10, 11 years old and you took us to a, a couple travel tournaments and I was seeing kids play that are my age outside of little league, which was pretty shocking of how, how well those kids were uh, compared to our small local little league that we had. And then I remember you asking me if, if I wanted to try out for a, a, a showcase team out in Lansing and you're like, we're going to do this. We got to do it. And I said, yeah, let's go for it. And ended up making that premier travel team. And that year, my game just took off because I was playing against the best kids from around the state of Michigan and we would go out of state to play. Um, so from there on, my love for the game got so much better because I was playing against better talent. I could see that I was one of the better. I could play, I compete at that level. So that gave me a lot of determination to keep sticking with it throughout my career, essentially. Well, I definitely want to talk more about those those BAM years because uh, those were definitely formative years for you. Uh, I should make sure we remind people that or let people know that you're based in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. And that's why we started talking about minor league baseball, because you have a AAA affiliate there. So you're going to see some players that are, are ready to go to play for the White Sox or just knocking on the door there. Yes, we do. I'm excited. I uh, I work part time for the Charlotte Knights right now doing stuff in the press box. There's a couple of roles that they that they have me uh, take on. I do the game cast for them. So entering um, everything that you see on the MILB app. So single to right field, guys moving around, uh, player substitutions. And then I also run the TrackMan, which is capturing data of all of the miles per hour, exit velocity, rotations on the pitches, capturing all that into the program for the White Sox. And then this year, they're going to have me do a little bit of the pitch clock, which I haven't done that before, but it'll be, it'll be fun to do. I've been, I've been working part-time for in minor league baseball for a few years now. Um, I worked there full-time out of college for a couple of different teams, the Whitecaps and the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. So just kind of making my way through minor leagues from full-time to now part-time. Yeah, I love that you you uh, wanted to be part of this podcast and do this together as a family because you do have that perspective um, of, of being, you know, a big minor league baseball fan and following these young players and, and seeing them in the major leagues, which is kind of the thrill. And that's the whole theme of this podcast is like what it takes to get to the ne that next level, right? And you've seen the development of these players from the single A, low A, when the white, white caps were low A, you know, all the way up to triple A and um, what they have to battle through and to get there. Because I would imagine you see the stark differences between a single-A team and a double-A where you have those true prospects, right? And then triple-A where the guys are either, either bumping down, bumping up, trying to finish out their careers. You know, it's just kind of, triple-A is kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's what makes minor league baseball so, so cool is that every level is so different. There's different types of players at each level, guys at different points in their careers. Um, AAA, where I'm at right now, is is very different because you have a lot of guys that are just bouncing, going up and down every week, every month, who have a decent amount of service time. And then you have guys that were, you know, all-stars in the Major League Baseball and and now they're coming down to make a rehab start or they just got injured and they they're in AAA for a couple months until they're ready to go. 
Uh, and then you have some prospects that are just on their way up that haven't played anything outside of double A. So it's really interesting, a really good mix in triple A. Yeah, and you're seeing players, too, skipping levels now, which I think is really interesting. But we can talk about that uh, s- some other day. Um, let's get back to your baseball journey real quick. So you go through, um, you know, playing travel ball at, at the age of, you know, 11 and 12, and you, you kind of get inspired. Um, is that when you said to yourself, you know what, Dad, I know you I know you did. <laughs> you said, Dad, I want to play in the major leagues, right? Your hero was Ken right. Griffey Jr. You know, you're a big Mariners fan to this day, and I give you credit for sticking with the Mariners all these years. Um, but uh, you, uh, you know, you, you wanted to get there, right? I mean, that was part of your dream. Right. It was, it was a dream of mine. Uh, I worked, I worked incredibly hard at it. I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship out of high school to play the junior college level. And I would say my freshman, I had a really good freshman year in college and it was really nice for me to see the numbers kind of translate finally because in high school we didn't have the best team in high school I didn't have the best defense from behind me and because I was a soft tossing lefty pitch to contact kind of guy I I didn't I was didn't have that ability to just go up and get strikeouts whenever I want so to have a quality college defense behind me as a freshman really let me shine and then after that freshman year I would say going into my sophomore year was where I was probably the most determined out of my whole career to really go for it and see if I'd have a shot to, to get drafted or to get signed to professionally. Right. Um, I had another really good sophomore year and was able to sign to play at an NAI school at Davenport and my junior year at Davenport, I really took that big, that big step up to that next level because we were in NAI school at that time, but we were such a good program. We we're basically kind of competing at a Division two level. And once I saw myself, like in JUCO, I was one of the better players, but at that NAI Division two level, I kind of saw myself even out a little bit. So from there, it's you know, you start coming down to reality a little bit. You see other guys that are throwing upper 80s, lower 90s. You know the average major league fastball is 92 miles an hour. If you're not floating around high 90s as a lefty, then, um, yeah, it's it's not going to happen for you. Right. And since I was a low 80s guy with a lot of touch and feel and good off-speed stuff, I was good to – I was able to get a lot of outs, but I wasn't a, a prospect or anything like that. Right. Do you think of the, the prospects? I mean, the, the pitchers that are throwing today, I mean, we're seeing a left, a lefty's throwing mid nine, mid to upper nineties now. I mean, where lefties, you know, the time you played and even before that, you know, if, if you threw, if you hit 90, it was a pretty big deal. Right. But even the righties, I mean, now being able to throw 98, 99 miles an hour is almost common. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's an everyday occurrence. Well, it's definitely a, a different game today. People are pitch, teaching pitching in a different way now, especially in the last five years. It's it's increase the rotations on your fastball, elevate the pitches up in the zone, elevate the, the high fastball because everybody used to teach to swing down. So if they're swinging down, they can't hit the high fastball. And it's it's really crazy because they're just trying to teach velocity as much as possible. 
which I kind of understand because the harder you throw, the less time the batter has to make a decision, which gives you the advantage. Um, but I mean, if you look at Pedro Martinez, for example, say Pedro Martinez came up and was a prospect rookie in 2020, 2021, they would just be teaching him to go out there and throw 99, hundred every single time. And he would, because he could. Right. But since he came up in the nineties, they said, uh, okay, taper it back a little bit. Look at this movement that you have on your pitches and kind of let's, let's work off the off speed and just carve guys up, which he did, which worked for him. Right. But I feel like if he was a big prospect now, he would just be a, a bullpen guy, setup guy, closer, just going in there, throwing hundred miles an hour and build his career that way. And who knows if he would be a hall of famer if he came up doing that nowadays. So yeah. It's just, it's just really interesting how baseball is always evolving and it goes through these little swings. Right. And now this is what everyone wants to do. Now this is what everyone wants to do. There's, it's all, it's all about timing and um, different phases. And it's really, really cool to follow if you're a, a baseball nerd. Um, mm-hmm. What's the new trend right now? Cause it's always changing. Right. Well, I know. See, I mean, even, you know, you're still passionate about the game, but you're, you're now learning the nuances and you're, you're looking at things a little differently. Right. So when you're in high school, you look at it one way, you're in college, you look at it another way. When you're a player, you look at it one way, you know, and then now as, as an adult <laughs> with a family, you know, um, you, you, now you're looking at it as a fan and, but you're, you're, you know, a fan with, with a deep knowledge and a, a deep passion for the game. Um, where do you, do you see yourself always being around baseball I mean, the rest of your life? I mean, that's who I am. I, I'll always be around it in, in some capacity in some sort of way. Um, I really like where I'm at right now where I'm part-time in a minor league team. Like that's really all I need. I don't need to be, um, you know, working 12 hours a day, every single day at the park, like I was when I was full-time <laughs> right. in minor league baseball. Um, and I could see myself getting back into coaching again down the road. Yeah. Potentially uh, I have a good family friend here. Who's a head varsity coach here in Charlotte. He's always asking me to come right. help out stuff like that. So I know it'll always be in my life. And uh, my wife knows that too. So, um, so we'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. Yeah. She, she knows your addiction to your, to your Mariners. Uh, how, how are the Mariners doing this season, by the way, I've been watching a little bit. Uh, they seem to be doing okay. Better than expected. Yeah, they're an interesting team. Um, they're another very young team. Last year, they were the youngest team in Major League Baseball. They're they're another young team again this year. Their star player, Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis, he started the year off on the IL, so he just came back last weekend. I think him not starting the year on opening day kind of messed with them a little bit because he started off very slow. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be okay. They're still a year away from making a good playoff run, but it's encouraging to see that the young talent that they have on, on defense, uh, they had, they had two gold glovers on the infield last year, which is pretty special. And um, they really just need some pitching, but I think that'll come. They have, they have a lot of prospects. They have probably four big prospects that are going to come up either this year or next year. And um, two of them are, are pitchers. So I think once those guys come up and get a little bit of experience and then 
when they see that next year I'm thinking that they're going to be a playoff team, Jerry Depoto, the GM, will probably make a move for a, a pitcher or two, and it'll it'll come together. I'm excited. They're, they they have one of the best farm systems in all of Major League Baseball. I think, think they're, like, top three among all the different rankings. But in the AL West specifically, they are way ahead of the other four teams. Mm-hmm. So the Angels, A's, Astros, and Rangers, all their top prospects, all their minor league systems are are bottom half of Major League Baseball. Right. So that gap that they have within their division is very large as far as minor league talent. So that's very encouraging for the coming years. Well, I love uh, your knowledge for your game and your, your for the game and your passion for the game. Um, what what do you want to say to anyone listening? Because you know I'm hoping that we have listeners of, of all ages, young, old you know, coaches, former players out there, but what would you say guess, to, the, to the young player, you know, to the, to the 12 year old you that was playing for that travel baseball team and, and dreaming a big league dream. And what would you say to those, those young players out there? I would say, enjoy every day, enjoy having, um, enjoy every day because Every day that you get to put on that uniform and play is a very special thing. Yeah. And at some point, you're not going to be able to put on that jersey and play with your buddies. Um, you may be able to put that on that jersey later on as a coach, but it's a different when you're actually on the field playing because then you you feel like you're with your friends and you're having a good time going after the win. Um, and if, if you want, if, you know, Playing Major League Baseball is your goal and your dream. That's that's wonderful. That's a great goal to have. Yeah. It's a very slim goal, but that doesn't mean it's not attainable or achievable. Right. If you put the work in, you can find a college anywhere in this country that'll take you, basically. And mm-hmm. once you get in a good college program, you let you let your body develop and you know have have your head on straight, put good things in your body, and have a good faith then you never know what's going to happen. Never give, know. give yourself a shot. That's why they call it big league dreaming, right? That's right. <laughs> ever since I, I was a kid. <laughs> ever since I was a kid. Hey, uh, great catching up with you and looking forward to uh, this uh, season one of the podcast and, and learning more about your Mariners and see what's happening in Charlotte. Hey, don't get me going on the Mariners. I'll I'll talk all day long. So you got to keep those questions to a minimum, Pop. <laughs> you got it. All right, take care, Zach. All right. See ya. Hey, it's Ty here from Big League Dreaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at BLDPod. That is at B-L-D-P-O-D. We'd love to hear from you. Rise and shine. 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early, too dark, and too cold to get out of bed. Aching muscles lie still in rebellion, pretending not to hear your brain commanding them to move. A legion of voices are shouting their unanimous permission for you to hit the snooze button and go back to dreamland. But you didn't ask their opinion. The voice you've chosen to listen to is one of defiance. A voice that says there was a reason you set that alarm in the first place. So sit up, put your feet on the floor, and don't look back because we've got work to do. Welcome to the grind. 
Yes, I got a dream. I'm talking that kind when you really can't sleep. Huh. Yeah, you know what I mean. I always been dreaming since I was 13. Working that bomb, we will freeze. Huh. Taking my cuts off that tee. Yeah, doing plays till I fell to my knees. And I'm running till I couldn't breathe. See, I was getting in shape because I want to get better. Like 15 degrees, and it matters the weather. Believe me, we just throwing three different sweaters. Give it all that I got. I just want to throw cheddar. I'm talking that gas real, real fast. I'm lifting these weights till I feel real bad. If you look me in the face, yeah, you know I'm going to laugh. If you step up to the plate, I'm going to throw right past. Right by you, Louisiana. I'm a storm typhoon with some decent manners. Number 31, homie, read the banner. When I'm playing in the spring, I'm a CP Panther. And I'm proud of that. I'm dreaming one day that the crowd is packed. I want to make it to the show. Say you sounding whack. But through all these dreams and all these things, think I found my path. Like, what? Yeah, my senior year, I got a college offer. Everything was clear. I was ready to leave. I didn't want to be at home. I just want to be free and just go out on my own life. Every other kid in the school uh, didn't want to live by the rules. So I took it and I ran with a big league dream. Here I come, Kazo. Ever since I was a kid, I was big league dreaming. For as long as I live, that's right. Said I'm big league dreaming. Ever since I was a kid, yeah, yeah, I was big league dream. I was big league dream. For as long as I live, oh yeah, always. I'm big league dream. Oh my, the grind never stops. Nah, nah. Got way tougher, less time on the clock. Like going to class until.